0: Immerse yourself in rich biblical history and Christian heritage with Vision Tours. Exploring Australia, the Holy Lands and other global destinations. Forge bonds of lasting friendship as you fellowship with like-minded believers and discover a new richness in your faith in Christ and a broader understanding of the world's Christian heritage. Enjoy the fellowship of a lifetime with Vision Tours. Explore upcoming tour packages at vision.org.au slash tours.
1: The Story
2: My husband didn't know Jesus and on the day after I'd had the mastectomy I got out of bed and I stood and I sang some worship songs and my husband was there and he knew where I was going to go if I died because there was really no you didn't know if you're going to die or if you're going to survive and he said to me, I know where you're going
1: G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to The Story. Well, Chris Bell has walked a journey with breast cancer and is now a breast cancer survivor. She says God was with her every step of the way and she has learned many things by going through the journey. Also, she says her non-Christian husband observed her strong faith in God throughout the experience and has now become a believer in Jesus himself. We'll hear Chris tell her story today as she has a chat with Shelley Scowen.
0: Tell us about the day that you were diagnosed. Why did you go to the doctor that particular day? What were the warning signs?
2: Well, the warning sign for me was I'd got out of the shower and I found that my nipple was inverted and there was some puckering on the side of my breast. And that wasn't there the day before. Right. That was pretty bizarre. And I knew exactly what it was. I'd seen when I was a teenager... Um, a campaign that was run by the Cancer Council and on these particular ads they had um, the, these seven signs I think it was seven signs of um, cancer and one was an inverted nipple and then that, there was another campaign that showed a famous painting I think it was by Rembrandt and they said you know if only they had have known in those days This was a sign of breast cancer and it had this puckering of the breast. So I immediately knew that I had breast cancer.
0: Wow. That would have been a shock to you because it was already in your family. Your own mum had passed away from breast cancer.
2: That's right. Out on my table that night, I had a referral for a mammogram and ultrasound. And uh, I was very regular at going for them because my mum had died Six months before, her primary site was breast cancer. And her sister also had breast cancer. Wow. And um, anyway, so I went the very next day. uh, I rang up and told them. They said, come in straight away. So I went and I had the, the mammogram and the ultrasound. And they wanted to contact my doctor. But he was away on a seminar. So they couldn't contact him. And they said, please let us contact our doctor. And I said, no, you know, I just want to see my own guy. Mm. And they were like, are you sure? Like, in cases like this, we, we like to just refer you straight away. Yeah. And I said, no, I want to see my own doctor. So then the weekend passed, and then on the Monday morning, I rang my doctor and said, look, this is what's happened. And I read out the report to him, and he said, I am so sorry, Chris. And I thought, oh, my goodness, you know, this is pretty serious. And um, anyway, I went in and saw him that day. He sent me to a specialist the the very next morning I got in before the guy had even opened his rooms, which is just such a blessing. Yeah. And he did a biopsy and said, look, I think you've got a tumor about five by eight centimeters, which is a pretty substantial tumor. And he said, what I'd like to do is put you in tomorrow morning and operate immediately.
0: Wow. What a
2: shock. Yeah, it was. It was, you walk around like a stunned mullet.
0: Yeah. So you had obviously had this cancer for some time, but it was just literally all of a sudden, it was, you know, one day your breasts were fine. Next day you went, oh, that's not right. I need to get to a doctor.
1: Yeah.
2: So yep. how
0: long would it have taken, do they know, approximately, for that tumour no, to go to that really. size? No, um, really.
2: It was a strange kind of a tumour in that it was right against my chest wall. So it wasn't, it wasn't palpable. You couldn't feel it if you did right. a test. And, yeah, it hadn't come up on the previous um, scans, but it, they said it was an invasive a lobular carcinoma and it had actually gone into the lymph glands it had only affected one fortunately under there located like underneath your arm you know in your armpit right and um so that they needed to be removed as well and so the next yeah. morning I went into hospital but be, I'd like to just get go back a few steps yeah because Like every person's journey is different in life and every person's journey in breast cancer or cancer is different too. And like it affects you physically and emotionally and in your mind, can take control of your mind and that's where a lot of people tend to suffer. Mm. And it also affects you spiritually. And for me, it was an extremely powerful spiritual experience.
0: It really was, and God just had the right people in the right places at the right times, starting from when you were in the waiting room just finding out about chemo. Tell us a story.
2: Well, I was working in a mission shop with Dean Lee during the time, and I was doing some fantastic work, like feeding the, the needy and clothing homeless and involved in a number of great projects. But every morning, I would spend some time reading my Bible and worshipping before I opened up the shop, and one morning I was reading Psalm 91, and during the previous couple of weeks, a number of people had either prayed those words over me, or encouraged me to read it, and then on that morning, as I was reading it out loud, I came to the verses, like, uh, I think it was around about 14 or something, and it said, because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him, I will protect him, and So on And this voice, as clear as a bell, said, don't read it like that, read it like this, because she loves me. So I read it out loud, because she loves me, says the Lord. I will rescue her. I will protect her, for she acknowledges my name. She will call on me and I will answer her. I will be with her in trouble. I will deliver her and honor her. And with long life, I will satisfy her. And show her my salvation. Now, You know when you read some scriptures, sometimes that it's just for you. You don't know what it means. Yeah. You have absolutely no idea, but you know that it's important. Yeah. And that's how I felt. And I knew that God was speaking to me. And I think that's the thing. it,
0: it, It was definitely for you. Yeah. Because... The sad fact of the sad reality of all of this is that not everyone is saved from breast cancer, you know no. not everyone who loves God is going to be saved in that way, and that's, that's just right. God being God. Um, yeah. it was a great outcome for you, for yeah. other people. It's not that same great outcome, is it? but no. but you were given but, that promise right yeah. from the beginning, and it yeah. came from God, as you say, it really felt like that was God's word to you. yep,
2: you know, and like it hasn't been easy, and it wasn't easy. But God doesn't promise that it, that you won't have any problems or that you won't face death or that you won't go through hideous things. But he always promises that he will be there with you, walking with you. Yeah. And helping you to overcome whatever fear it is that you're facing.
0: Yeah. And
2: so that was the night I got home and had my shower and found that I had these outward oh. manifestations of what was happening. Wow. It's crazy. Anyway, I'm about to go into hospital. The day before I wake up, and as I'm waking up, I have this voice saying, Read 2 Corinthians chapter 1. So I go on and I get my Bible, and I'm reading through, and it's, you know, about the God of all comfort. He comforts those, blah blah And then I get to verse 9, and it was for me. It says, Indeed, we felt we had received the sentence of death. And everybody who has a cancer diagnosis thinks that they have a death sentence. So it says, on him we have set our hope that he will continue to deliver us as you help us by your prayers. And then many will give thanks on our behalf for the gracious favour granted us in answer to the prayers of many. And then he spoke to me when I was in the hospital. It, it was so amazing how he walked with me every step of the way. My girlfriend, who I had introduced to Jesus 20-odd years before, came to me and said, I have this word for you from Isaiah. And it was um, Isaiah 41, 9-10. You are my servant. I have chosen you and have not rejected you. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And she not only gave me that scripture, but I received about, there were so many people who came to see me in hospital and bring me flowers that I couldn't fit all the flowers in my room, and they were all up the hall. (laughs) It was craziness. And I got 15 cards, get well cards, with exactly that same verse in it. Wow. I think he was trying to tell me something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, wow, yeah. and so
0: through all those difficult times, he was there.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
0: Tell us and about the lady that was in that waiting room when you were just going to um, find out a bit more yeah. about chemo.
2: Yeah, I they te- they take you down to go to the chemo awareness to find out about chemo, and I was really scared. I didn't want to go, and... It was the day when Peter had gone back to work. He'd, he'd already taken a lot of time off work. And, uh, and I was in for probably uh, a little over a week um, at that stage. And I thought, well, I can't ring him up to come with me and hold my hand. <laughs> and yeah. so my daughter rang just out of the blue and said, oh, Mum, I'm not doing anything today. Would you like me to come up with you? you know, and see you. And I said, that would be great. I need to go to the chemo awareness. Would you come with me? Yeah. And she said, yeah, I'll come straight away. So we went down and you have to be taken in a wheelchair. And I was sitting there and this woman came in and she said to me, you know, I just wanted to let you know, I was where you were a year ago. And that just spoke volumes to me because my mum had died she'd had breast cancer five years and she died. My my auntie, her sister, had breast cancer and she had been diagnosed about three years before and now the latest diagnosis at that stage was rampant cancer. So wow. I was looking at five years and, like, to me, I was thinking I'll be dead in five years.
0: Yeah.
2: you had every reason woman, to think so, yeah. Yeah. Here's this woman come and says... You know, I was where you were a year ago and look how well I'm doing. And then over that next few days, few weeks, I kept hearing stories of women who'd not only survived five years but 20 years. And then I heard about this old nun who was 80 years old and she was still alive. She'd had breast cancer when she was 20.
0: Wow. Can I ask how old you were at this time? Yeah, I was 44 Right, so yeah. right getting into the danger zone, isn't it, for breast cancer? Yeah. Over 40, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Really over 50, they say. Um, you're considered to be a young person if you're under 45 or something yeah. and but, you get breast cancer. But um,
0: but you're not immune. Like there yeah. are, you know, 20-year-olds that get exactly. it. Yeah. 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 So,
2: wow, God, just holding your hand throughout holding the whole time. Holding my hand, yep. And, you know, while I was in hospital, he impressed some other words on me. And um, they were, decisions come from the will, but courage comes from the heart. And over the next couple of years, those words spoke to me on like heaps of occasions. And I found out that the root of that word, courage, is cur, which is the French word for heart. Ah. And I believe that God was saying to me that, We can try to do things and face things out of decisions or out of sheer will. Um, But when we face these challenges with our heart, the part of us that's made in his image is how we become an overcomer in that situation and not just a survivor. I didn't want to just be a survivor. Yeah. And I know that that's a lot of the the cancer... um, slogans are, you know, about cancer survivors, but I didn't want to be that because a survivor still keeps you back there mm-hmm. in that mindset. I wanted to be an overcomer.
1: You're listening to The Story. Today, Shelley Scowen is having a chat with Chris Bell, Sharing her journey with breast cancer and all the things that God has taught her through the experience. We'll hear more of her story, including how her husband becomes a believer, when we return. The story. If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1 800 Pray For Me. That's 1 800 772 936. It's a free call or text 0401 132 888. Hi, I'm Jimmy Colfax, and this is The Story. Today, Shelley Scowen is chatting with Chris Bell, who's walked a journey with breast cancer and is now a breast cancer survivor. Before the break, Chris told us how she found out she had cancer, and now we'll find out what happened next in her life.
2: You know, my experience with cancer and facing death was a real challenging one, but I think it strengthened my faith in, like, a loving and faithful God. And he taught me to face fears and to come out on the other side totally transformed. And, you know, Mark Twain, that famous writer, he had said, courage is not the absence of fear. It's acting in spite of it. Yes. So, like, I was frightened. And, you know, I questioned, like... I was doing this awesome work for God in that mission shop, and like then I'm challenged with cancer, and I'm thinking, this is crazy. This is death living in my body when I'm doing all this for the glory of God. How does that work? It doesn't make sense to our little minds,
0: does it? No, not at all. Yeah.
2: You know, it was God reassuring me and taking me by the hand and saying, this is a valley. You know, it's not a destination, it's not a punishment. It's training. Look at it as training.
0: And when you say that, you see it as training. Looking back now, you know, 15 years down the path. Yeah. Can you see any glimpses as to some of the reasons why God might have made you walk this journey?
2: Well, my husband didn't know Jesus. Mm -hmm. And on the day after I'd had the mastectomy, and exilla clearance is what they call it when they take all the, the lymph nodes out from underneath your arm. I got out of bed and I stood and I sang some worship songs. And um, my husband was there and he knew where I was going to go if I died. Because there was really no, you didn't know if you're going to die or if you're going to survive. And uh, and he said to me, I know where you're going, and I want to go too. Wow. Mm. He
0: so, is an incredible man of God these days. My goodness. Yeah. yeah, he is. I didn't know that he was a relatively new Christian. By meeting him, he, you would think he'd been a Christian, you know, since forever. He's, yeah. he's amazing.
2: Yeah. Well, he's walked a long journey, you know, with me. Yeah. You know, like... We were married for 23 years before he came to know Christ. Wow. And so part of that journey was, you know, like the whole cancer thing. Yeah. And, and lots of other stuff, you know. So and, that's a fairly and,
0: obvious, um, you know, blessing or whatever that has, has come through your cancer then.
2: Oh, without a doubt. And, yeah. you know, I look back and I go, I'd do that all over again for that outcome.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: You know, what yeah. What price can we put on a person's salvation? Yeah. No price. Yeah. Yeah. And I did go back in um, to hospital a few years later and have a reconstruction. Mm -hmm. And that was a strange thing because I struggled with that. I struggled with going and having a reconstruction. I wanted to, but I didn't want to because I thought it was quite a vain thing to do. I know that seems really bizarre. But,
0: um,
2: yeah, it was something I struggled with. Yeah, yeah. I hated wearing a prosthesis. Yeah. It was very, very awkward. But I'll tell you a funny story. <laughs> Peter and I went up the north coast for a weekend just to get away from everything. And I was wearing this prosthesis. We went for a swim. And, like, we're out in the surf. And this this prosthesis was meant to stick to your body, right? Yeah. And he's, <laughs> I stood up out of the wave and this thing had dropped. And it was right down on my hip. <laughs> it was just bizarre. And, um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you learnt to laugh your way through, hey? You did. You had to laugh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, that's what I was going to tell you before. The, the tumor ended up being not five by eight, but eight by 10 centimeters. <gasps> wow, In that's ab- huge. Absolutely crazy size. And so Peter and I just joked you know we joked about all kinds of things and that really helped us to get through and we would say you know there's some women who'd love to have a breast that big (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah yeah humor gets you through particularly when you
0: when you're literally staring death in the face um sometimes yeah you've just got to lighten up
2: yeah yeah what
0: else can you do Yeah. yeah chris it it's just been an encouraging time to talk to you today about how God was just there with you every yeah. step of the journey through breast cancer yeah. from the day before you noticed that lump and that yeah. things weren't right, yeah. uh, that God gave you that real assurance that you would survive, you would get through this, and that he would be with you. Yeah. Every step of the way, he had the right people in the right places exactly. telling you the right things. Hey? Yep. Yeah. With
2: long life will I satisfy
0: you. Yeah. 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 Well, you're getting on now, so you're oh, yeah. <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, thanks, Cheryl.
2: <laughs> at least, you know, I, I've been able to see my daughter married. I've been able yeah. to see her have children. It's just been wonderful. And I get to look after my my um, my granddaughters and my yeah. grandson every week. It's Things just, that you very nearly could have missed out on. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I just love it.
0: Yep, and you're loving each day as it comes to it. It's all a gift, isn't it? Absolutely. Chris, thanks so much for sharing your story with us today.
2: It's a
1: pleasure. That was Shelley Scohan chatting with Chris Bell, who shared with us her journey with breast cancer and all the things that God has taught her through that experience. Since becoming a breast cancer survivor, Chris has hosted events to raise money to help other women going through breast cancer. One of these events is called the Breast Ever Brunch, which is an opportunity for friends and family to get together over some tea and cake and fundraise for a good cause. Well, Chris has certainly learned a lot by going through her valley experience with cancer and sometimes... Valley experiences are just what it takes for God to get our attention. It reminds me of the famous quote from C.S. Lewis that says, God whispers to us in our pleasures, speaks in our consciences, and shouts to us in our pain. It's God's megaphone to rouse a deaf world. Well, Chris's cancer experience not only helped her to grow and mature in her faith, but it also led to her husband becoming a Christian as well. Fantastic. Thanks for joining us for Chris Bell's Journey with Cancer. I'm Jimmy Colfax, encouraging you to share your story with someone today. Next time on The Story.
2: I've read so many articles about men on their deathbeds and what they regret. And it's really always wish I'd spent more time with the family. Mm. You know, I'm looking forward to the time when, when I meet my end. I'm not going to have regrets in regards to that because I, I poured it all out, you know, into my children.
1: Darren Lewis is the founder of Fathering Adventures, an organisation dedicated to turning the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers. Unfortunately, Darren did not have a healthy relationship with his own father, but he is now dedicated to being the best father he can be. We'll hear his story and the story of Fathering Adventures next time. The story. Story, just another way vision is connecting faith to life.